to the Board and GE Podcast, and now with your hosts, Alpha Tuck and G Dash Jones. Let's go ahead and get this thing started. You know, hey, bye, what's going on? Welcome to Board and D's Podcast. Tonight we have a good friend of mine, Chantel from Shaping Minds. Chantel, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. Hello, hello. So I am Chantel, the CEO of Shaping Minds Therapeutic Services, uh, where we are a minority based um, outpatient mental health practice. Ooh, how so, long y'all been in business? Uh, we've been in business for in January to be three years, um, but we have expanded in the last year because of COVID, where it was just me at first. And now I think the team, there's about 10 to 12 of us now. Okay. Congratulations. And and, and this is your company. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's what's up. So all them all them years of schooling and stuff like that. Okay, go ahead and get that get that uh, education um put to use. Yeah, I gotta pay them student loans off, you know? <laughs> all that debt. <laughs> Man. Well, I, I'm I'm proud of you because like, you know, I was there from the beginning. I, I remember all this. You know, I remember the struggle and schooling and dealing the with Jazier and everything and life and everything you you, you throw all down your back and you handle it so you know you, your big homie over here proud of you i know i haven't seen you in a while but you know i'm proud of you appreciate it appreciate it yeah i'm, I'm trying to all that? Like, what, what, what was the cornerstone that pushed you through yeah you know it's, it's funny i had this conversation earlier um what pushed me to this point was being in jobs where i kept being mistreated so it got to the point where it was like, if you're going to be treated right in this field, you got to have your own. And then I was and then, you know, having people working under me, I was like, I, I, we got to have a safe place for us to work. How is it that we're doing therapy with people and we don't even feel safe like that makes no sense. Wow. So that was that's what pushed me. You know, a lot of times with us, we don't get pushed until we feel completely uncomfortable. Trust, I know that feeling. Yeah. You know, hey, hey, G Dash, I think we both know that feeling. Right. Being conditioned to make you talk about it. Right. Yes. It's, it's, we got to we got to move quicker, you know, but you know how that goes. So, Dan, where, where did the name Shaping Minds come from now? Uh, what, what, what gave you that name? You know, I don't know. I, I came up with that name probably like um, this was about eight years ago. And I was. um. Sitting in the office at one of my jobs that I had and I was talking to another therapist and we were saying that we wanted to start our own practice one day. And I was trying to think of a name that um, when you hear it, it makes you want to ask questions. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was like, you know, um, I needed to stand out. I needed to be like, that sounds like a place that I want to go to. And so I'm like, you know, as therapists, I'm like, we're not. We're not really changing anything. That's all, you know, we're, but we're shaping your, your, your thought process. We're shaping your behaviors. Like we're, we're trying to help whatever what's already there. We're just trying to help mold it. And so, yeah, that, that popped into my head and I kept it in a little composition book. And when it was time to open it, that's what I went with. Yeah. Come I'm checking out your site and I see that, you know, you guys, you handle family uh, therapy, individual therapy, couples therapy and group therapy. Mm -hmm. And it looks like, like, as far as the common concerns, looks like you cover a lot of things that I know us in the black community really need to, you know, seek out and, and get help for, you know, instead of trying to handle everything ourselves. I see you got relationships, loss and grief, anxiety, depression, you even handle gay and lesbian issues. You got stress mm -hmm. management, 
divorce, separation, women's issues, parenting, life transitions, finding balance, family problems, work stress, and substance abuse. Yep, trauma. Trauma. That's that's the biggest thing. It all trauma. All the all the different traumas that we that we deal with, you know. Um and we don't we, you know, it's minority based, but we 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 don't just see minority Minority. clients. Okay. But um it was just a lot of times we'll get phone calls and, and when we say that we all of our therapists are black, like people are impressed because it's hard enough to find one therapist that's black, let alone a whole practice full of black therapists. And, and we have black men um, on our, our staff, which is really important. Okay. Yeah. Cause I know as far as like mental health is, is a big, is a big thing right now as far as um it's a hot topic as far as uh, yeah. in the, in the black community and everything. I know a lot of people, you know, from my generation, you know, I got a couple years on y'all too. I know from my generation, therapy was kind of like frowned upon. It was like, ah, you a man, you supposed to handle it, this, this, and this. But mm-hmm. we're seeing with that ideology, it's not good because what we're seeing is guys that are trying to live to that ideology and they're falling apart and they're they're doing more damage than good. They're hurting themselves, they're hurting their loved ones, and mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not a good thing all over. Right. Right. And the reality is we all need help. You know, I think a lot of people think that by the time you get to the point that you're talking to a therapist, like you're weak or, you know what I mean? Or, or you don't have it all together. And it's like, well, shoot, I'm a therapist. And some days I don't have it all together. So that it's okay. I, I go and talk to people when I need to get help with stuff too. So, um, it's just, we need support. Sometimes you need support. You need somebody to kind of look at your situation from the outside and help you figure some things out, you know, and it's, it's nothing wrong with that. There's, there, there's no weakness in that. And I think, you you know, you're right. And I think with, you know, as far as black men, I know speaking for myself, I was never comfortable sharing that information. You know, uh, I, I was, I was comfortable. Like, I guess I, I talked to my parents a lot about everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to have close friends that I felt, you know, good to confide in, but I never was really wanting to be out there, you know, what was me, what was me and stuff like that. But now that I see that now that both my parents are gone, I'm like, you know, that outlet is missing. So I'm like, wow, you know, so it was a time that I did sit down and I personally talked to a therapist because it was. My my oh, moods good. was affecting, you know, not just my work, but it was affecting my relationship and, mm-hmm. you know, friendships and stuff because I was bottling so much stuff in, but something would happen and it would just all blast out and it just, right. It, it, right. it was just too stressful and stuff. So, yeah. you know, sat down and talked to somebody and, and, and it was good. And it was good to have that person to have that ear and they weren't telling me what I wanted to hear. They were just keeping it, you know exactly what it is and stuff like right. that, you know, cause sometimes when we confide in our friends and things like that, they're only going to say what they think we want to hear the commas down for that moment. But sometimes right. it's what you don't want to hear that you need to hear. Right. And then when it comes from a stranger, it's like, well, wait, that person doesn't know me. So why would they, you know, why are they going to tell me something that uh, something about me? That's not true. They don't know me. Like They, they don't gain anything from, from telling me this and, and you know, a lot, a lot, but the reality is a lot of people don't want to hear the truth. That's why they don't want to come to therapy 
because you don't want to have to deal with you. And we've all been there, right? Like you don't want to have to own up to our own stuff. But the reality is like, we all got some stuff that we need to, to change, to deal with. Like everybody has room to grow. And so, you know, therapy is just, you know, it's just a, a place to come and just, you know, sometimes just you just need somebody to vent to. Yeah, I think that I, I, th- I think that people struggle with uh, accepting the fact that they're human or even accepting the fact that other people are human. Right. Like they make everything such a pre-calculated moment that they don't realize that some it just it was emotional. It's, it's you know, what I'm saying like it's what people were right. going through that day. Empathy. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, right. You know, and, and, and everybody has or, you know, we were raised with this stigma of what therapy is and sitting down and talking to somebody and kind of fixing yourselves. And, you know, that, that's almost a generational curse to not heal. OK, well, that's because it was like there was don't don't tell what's going on in this household. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people think that, like, if you put your business out there, there's going to be consequences. I think that's like the biggest thing for people. It's like. If I tell somebody this, what's the consequence going to be? But it's like a lot of the stuff that you tell, it's like, all right, that's a little crazy that you did that. But, you know, let's figure out why you did it so you don't do it again. But it's not like nobody's going to be monitoring you. Nobody's going to go tell your job that you, you know, you, you, you're dealing with anxiety. Like all of these fears that people have, it's like, no, me and you are going to sit with some stuff and we're going to figure this thing out together. So that you don't do that again or so that you don't put yourself in that same situation. But, you know, it's not often that we have to report something like that doesn't happen often. Right. And you know what? The, the thing I would say to somebody about both therapy is definitely needed because if you don't talk to somebody, you can lead yourself down a path of self-destruction. Like, yeah. I, I found myself in some dark moments where like Chantel, as long as you know, me, you know, I always you know, was a drinker and I could always handle mm-hmm. my drinks. But then it got to a point that I was going through so much liquor and I was like, I'm not trying to be an alcoholic, but the alcohol was able to temporarily numb my feelings, whatever I wasn't trying to deal with head on and stuff like that. Right. And right. that was a scary moment, especially when you have that moment where you actually see yourself like, you know, your reflection and be like, yo, I don't even know who this cat is. and shit, you know. Right. Doing like this, this is not even me. This is this. I don't even, you know, this, this is not me. I'm a, I'm in a bad place. And, and, and a lot of that dysfunction, you know, for me, it was alcohol, but like people got to understand sometimes it could be, it could be sex for some people. Some people could be mm-hmm. mischievous because that's the way they pad down the hurt, but it's not fixing yeah. the hurt. It's just padding it down. Cause it was a lot of times that, you know, I had, you know, before I settled down, I had some meaningless, situations like you know i had mm. no business fucking with her i had no mm. business fucking with her but i mean yeah you know you you know <laughs> you ain't gotta put my business out there like that but g knows no, i was just agreeing i was just agreeing with you brother mm-hmm. like that was all you but right. I didn't say nothing. Did I say okay, something? Okay, I didn't say nothing. Okay, but I mean, the, the, the coughing and, and, and the eye. Okay I, a, okay. I have a cold, actually. Mm-hmm. It's just that was the first cough since I've been on here with y'all, but I, I do have a cold. No, just right on time. He had some escapism. That's what yes. they call that. That's what he had. Escapism. He had some escapism. Okay. Some, people, some people binge watch TV. I binge watch the booty. So. Hey. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Daddy, daddy, cat, daddy. I'm just saying. <laughs> 
But yeah, it's it's very important to have that outlet to talk to because you don't want to develop an, a vice. And, you know, like I said, it could be in like everything that I read down your list. That could be some way some people try to escape through gambling, through, yeah. you know, relations, through alcoholism, through, you know, anything. It, and it, and yeah. it's a scary place when you no longer recognize yourself. Yeah, that's a scary thing, because I think. The one thing that rang for me, and I don't mind sharing this, I think it was like 2015, I thought I was in love. It was a long time friend, thought I was in love, but, you know, for whatever reason, it didn't work out, and I didn't like how it ended. And I had some really dark thoughts at that time. Like, I was really seeing myself start to become that guy that I know I wasn't, like the guy that I just want to go fuck everybody up. You know, I just want to go kick in her door and beat the shit out of everybody. And it took one day for me to look in the mirror and be like, yo, that's what not you. you. Mm-hmm. Fuck's up. And <clears throat> luckily enough, I had a, a close friend uh, by the name of Terrence who knew of the situation and he knew of both of us. And I was able to talk to him before I did something stupid. Okay. Because she didn't tell you know I'm the king of doing something stupid, especially when it comes to something physical. You know, it's, you know, ain't nothing. You know, because Chantel was telling me years ago, you're too old to be out here fucking fighting and doing yeah. dumb shit. Yeah. But luckily enough, <laughs> he was there for me. And now that I look back six years later, I'm like, it wasn't even worth the effort. Like, what right. I was sweating it for? Like, I felt I felt more embarrassed. That I don't even allow myself to get to that point. But like yeah. I said, look, luckily enough. Had somebody in my corner that was like, "Yo, this this is not you. Think about what you're trying to do. This is not it. Just deal with the hurt and and move on." And it was like mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to deal with it, you know. Mm-hmm. But like I said, we all good now. I've been with my current girls going on four years. Can you believe that? Four, four years? years? That long? Man, that's a beautiful thing. That's what we call growth, right there. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, listen. That that is beautiful. You hear me? And I still get on her goddamn nerves, but she still. Oh, I already know. <laughs> already, know. she she is a strong individual. I know it. Cause uh, I'm a piece of work. Yeah, a little yeah, he's bit. Totally a piece of work. Hmm. A whole piece of work. Like, he's a piece of employment. That's what he is. Piece of employment. <laughs> okay, Jay. Let me see how I shut his mic off here. <laughs> don't don't shut it off yet. I got a question for Chantel. How do you take, how do you deal with taking in all those, all that energy, like all those, all of that at the end of the day? How do you release all of that or stop all that from getting to you? Because that's, that can be a lot. Like, what you do? You got a lot. Um, I drink. No, I'm just playing. I'm, I'm not even built. <laughs> I'm not even she built for vacations. that. <laughs> no, not even. You know what? Um, I had, to, well, I just started that. Like the, the taking time off thing has, it probably started. Um, maybe this summer, that wasn't even a thing where I would like take time off, but I started to realize like taking in so much energy. I was like, I started, my anxiety started increasing and I was like, you know, I was going to my, you know, my girlfriend and talking to my girlfriend, like, listen, I think I need something for anxiety because it was getting that bad. Um, but I think I talk more. It's been helpful. Um, because at first it was just me here, but in my, my mom, um, 
she works with me too. But like, as far as in this field, it was just me at first. And now I have um, two interns that are here with me. So it's kind of like each day I'm able to um, have a conversation with them to kind of regroup and make sure, you know, like make sure I'm able to have a, a place to kind of vent about some of the things that might be a little bit more difficult to deal with here. It's like, you know, they're learning, but I learn from them as well. So I think that that helps um, actually having people around that are in this field that I can kind of like, like, you know, this is, this is what's going on, or this is how many clients I have, or this is the different situations that are going on with people. Cause sometimes it's overwhelming because you want to help, but it's so many people that are hurting that you're like, I don't even know how I can make a difference in, in these people's lives because there's so much stuff going on with people. Um, but, you know, so I, I, I do that. Then I get my rest. I make sure, like, I love some sleep. So I will get my, my sleep. That ain't change. I love, you know, I love me some sleep. I don't even work before 10 o'clock because I like to sleep in. You hear me? <laughs> um, and then like I'll binge watch shows, you know, a certain shows that I like to watch. I'll binge watch shows and stuff like that. So I just try to find little things to kind of to keep me busy. But if I'm truly overwhelmed, like I don't have a problem if I have to cancel clients and things like that. Like I don't have a problem like kind of shutting down for myself and kind of regrouping because it is a lot of energy to take in. It's a whole lot of energy to take in on a regular basis. But I feel like um it's not a job, it's a gift. And I think that's what kind of helps me deal with it, where it's like, this is where I'm supposed to be. So I think that that's why it doesn't affect me as bad as I think it would be if it felt like a job. Man. Yeah, because I know uh, talking with Jarrell, I'm starting to uh, appreciate time off and everything. Because, you know, I was always trying to fill every hour with nah, working and do something, doing something. and. You know, he kind of told me, he's like, yo, man, you know, you might just need to just take a week and just get away, you know, change, change the scenery. Like, you know, you and your lady, you know, you know, I know tons of people. So for me to go out of town and hang with somebody I ain't seen in a while is nothing. So he's like, yeah, get a yeah. room for the weekend. Y'all hang out and with some, yeah. you know, some people and stuff like that. You ain't everything ain't got to be a, a flight vacation. It could be just a, a slight getaway, a, a bed and breakfast or something or you know, mm -hmm. drive to another city or something, you know? Yeah, and I think being married to a therapist helps. Um, because, right. it, you Your know, husband is a therapist, right? Yeah, like he's a therapist too. So I think that helps because, you know, when you're not in the same field and you have certain, certain hangups and stuff like that, like the person can't relate because they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't do what you do. Um, but he understands what I do. So I think that that, um, I think that's helpful too. I think that that, that kind of helps out because um, a lot of stuff that would be stressful, I don't have to deal with at home because he knows that like I'm a therapist, but then I'm also building a business. So it, that having that support is, is good. And, and then I have, like you said, my parents, you know, talking to my parents and stuff like that. And I got enough kids to vent to if I need to. Now, now does, does your husband work with you? So we tried that. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> He is supportive <laughs> of the business. <laughs> let, me, let me see that. He doesn't. He doesn't have the time. 
So he has his own businesses. He owns um, daycares and he has other ventures that he's doing for his own businesses that he has going on. So um, that that doesn't we don't have the same uh, idea of how the work should be done. Like mm. he's more like a freestyle and I'm more like a let's do it by the book. And yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Speaking of which, how many years you've been married so far? Six. Six years. Wow. Yep. Six, six years. years. I know, and right? You, we, you, we're doing this thing, aren't we, Tuck? Yeah. And, and you got that adorable <laughs> little boy that sung happy birthday to me, but didn't know my name. He was like, whoever. Yeah. Happy birthday, whoever, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, at, least song. at least I at got, least the song. got the song. Yeah. You know? and listen, he, he, he was serious about <laughs> singing that happy birthday song. Yeah, I um, see his face. <laughs> yeah. He, that listen that one there hmm. i i don't know how like people that that have like the grown kids and then you have the little one or you wait until you're in your 40s to have kids i don't know how they do it because i'll be i'll be napping on that baby i'll, I'll be wore out hmm. he he's five and he Shoot, Jazzy Air took all your energy no listen my other two kids have nothing hmm. on this one this one here yeah, if he was first, I would have been like, he is an only child. Like, th th this is it. It's just going to be you, baby. No, mm. Nobody else. And some dogs. And <laughs> like, some that dogs. is it. <laughs> Jarrell. Yes, sir. Look, man, you know, when you and I have a lot of conversations and, and, and you come off, you know, explaining certain things, because honestly, I look to you for a lot of advice. As far as like, cause I come from that era where, you know, I'm an old guy. I shouldn't have to ask a young guy something like that, but you are very, very knowledgeable to me. And and I appreciate that. But what I want to ask is, yo, man, mm -hmm. do I be stressing you out, man? Mm. No, true. if you stress me out, well, I, I manage my stress. Right? from If you stress me out, then it was like, I manage my stress. <laughs> <laughs> right, because if you stress me out, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be the guy who's like, yo, what's up? What we got? Let's 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 go. <laughs> I've learned to put up gates and walls for those who I don't choose to deal with. <laughs> people don't understand. Like I really don't I really try not to deal with people who I don't want to interact with for that purpose. Like outside of like business, sometimes you have to. Right? right. But recreationally, you get to pick and choose who you choose to give your energy. You know, mm -hmm. listen, it's real easy for somebody to get on the block or just not responseless, right? I don't have the block. I might not respond. You, you are non-responsive right now. I probably shouldn't say that. It's going to piss people off because they know sometimes you just don't respond. Yeah, by what your energy is. <laughs> so, and Tuck, I always respond to you, okay? Only time I don't respond to you is if you if I'm busy and you send me like a meme, okay? And I'll be like, ah, <laughs> I'll laugh later. Listen, <laughs> real stuff. Oh, yeah, I will I'm send you busy. some bullshit. <laughs> But yeah, whenever, whenever I need you, you always got back to me. But like I said, you know, I send them memes and stuff like that. And you might hit me up a day later or something. Be like, yo, that shit was funny. But I was I was into something. No. And I understand yeah, that. He really like you got too much free time on your hands. Like every minute of my day is, is something. And here you are 
finding memes to send to me. <laughs> no, he just That's because I be multitasking. He, he worked for himself now. No, don't do that. Because you work <laughs> for yourself now. Okay. <laughs> you elevated. Yeah. Okay. And those are some perks that come with. You said you sleep till 10, Chantel. I respect both of those drinks. Yes. Okay? yes right do. now, somebody else paid me. I don't have that luxury. <laughs> you got you got to get on this okay. other side. Come on to this side. It's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing. Uh, he'll, he'll get there soon enough because honestly, I think I should have been on this side, but what it took was um losing both my parents almost back to back. And mm-hmm. the company that I had 20 some odd years for was more concerned with the lack of empathy I was showing their yelling and screaming customers than what I was going through. Like, like you okay. guys know me for 20 years. You're yeah. not showing me any empathy of losing both of my parents. And I was I, I was fortunate enough, fortunate enough, excuse me, to have a household where both of my parents was in the household. I didn't have dad over here or mom right. over here. They right. were both together. So and and that was the first major loss in my immediate family. You know, I have, you know, it was mom, dad, and the five kids. Mm-hmm. And to lose them, you know, it kind of it kind of fucked with me. But I still went to work and was still doing the things, but it, things were suffering. So instead of somebody pulling me to the side and saying, look, man, you know, have you thought about talking to somebody or, right. you know, or do you need some time off? time off? They were exactly. like, well, we're not liking your metrics and you were kind of short with this customer here. This yeah. and that. So we, we might have to put you on a verbal or something. And I'm like, really? After all yeah. these years, this is how you coming at me? Like, no one really offered me speak to somebody like it, it It took another employee to offer that it wasn't the team leader it wasn't any other supervisor it wasn't a manager it wasn't a director it was a co-worker that sensed that you know i, I was going to some something support. yeah and then you know i always had a habit of selling my talent short like i always thought that i, I wasn't knowledgeable enough to do what I've been doing for a decade. All these years. Mm-hmm. Shit. Mm-hmm. So when it got to the point that I left that corporate environment and started doing my thing on my own, I realized that I was really, really skilled. Like, you know, I, I know some shit. And Jarrell was definitely instrumental in getting that through my head. Cause he'll tell you, I'll sit here and be like, I don't know about this. And he's like, bro, you're already doing it. And he would break it down, you know, and I'm like, oh, wow. So I can really put that on the resume. He's like, brother, yes, you can. Right. You're, you're doing it. You have you have a whole plethora of work that's out there that you can say, well, this is what I do. And I'm just thinking, well, it was just stuff that I was doing because I enjoyed doing it. He was like, well, shit, get paid for what you enjoy. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do I have to sign you up for this class? So, yeah. So. That that helped, and and a lot of it, you know, was fear at first. But then, oh, always. Yeah. But then, once I got into this, everything I was afraid of, I was able to conquer just by doing the legwork. Like I was like, well, you know, I'm older now, so I need medical benefits, and I hear all these horror stories about benefits. Oh, I that. know. Yeah, that's definitely a thing. Yeah, the so, medical benefits—that's a struggle. So. Mm-hmm. I found I found one that was, you know, sort of that I can I could deal with. And then it, it just really looked like I had to break down the numbers. It was like, look, you know, 
you know, me and my lady, we go out a lot and stuff. So that means, you know, instead of going out four nights a week, you know, I might have to go out two nights and, you know, I might have to pick up another task to help cover this, but it's, yeah. it's, it's not hard. It's just, I, I just had to learn how to manage both my time and finances better because the, the the next paycheck depends on me. It's just not me showing up to some job and clocking in. It depends on me, you know, uh, doing well for the clients I currently have and, you know, vetting new clients and, you know, offering any service that I think the client needs. Like I look at myself as a problem solver. Like when I talk, like the clients I work for, I solve problems they have. Whether it's okay. website, but that's what you were doing. Was analytical <laughs> or things like that. You were I doing that. For, you were doing it. Too. Yeah, for yeah. twenty years, that's what you were doing. So right. same, same kind of, same kind of idea. Well, just doing it for yourself. That's like okay, just doing it for yourself. But you know, I think the difference is, is I think what people fail to realize is when you don't have someone mistreating you, mm-hmm. right? Because a lot of these companies that we work for, we get paid good, but you're you're so mistreated that like mentally. You can't even, you're so foggy. You can't even focus on what needs to be done. So when you finally break out into your own, it's like, I feel free in a sense. So if there is an issue, something does come up, like I'm not so exhausted that I can't figure this out because I treat me well. You know, like I have time to treat me well and I get to pick and choose who I deal with. Right. And, and that, you know, that makes all the difference because I'm telling like it is you be darn near on your deathbed working for these companies. Right. Like they will use you until there is nothing left to use. And then when you ask for help, it's like, oh, well, you know, well, what's the problem? I I, I don't understand what you're going through. Like it's like you've been beating me down from day one. Well, not day one, because you treat me good for the first 90 days. <laughs> and then after that, <laughs> you know, it's it's like I'm I'm making you guys millions. And and you you just treat me like if I walk out tomorrow, you'll replace me the next day. Like like I've, I've done nothing. And that's the sad and, truth. Yeah. If you have to and go that's, out that's on medical on. leave or if something happens and you're no longer able to work, oh, you'll get a yeah. like uh, get well soon card. But they already got your seat filled. Right. Next person. Right. Right. And I understand it's a business, but at the same time, you don't have to treat me. As if uh, I'm, I'm, you know, expendable. Like you don't have to treat me that way. Even though we we both know that if I leave, you have to replace me. Like I get that part, but darn, when I'm here, at least treat me like you want me to be here. Right. And yeah. and that you know. And you're right because that yeah, that was my thing. That I was thinking about with everything that Tut said, everything he took for him to leave, and it's something that you mentioned earlier in, in this conversation. You said Chantel, you said. He take too long to do things. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it didn't, it didn't listening to his to, to everything he went through. He took this to happen, had to happen. You know what I'm saying? All, all, all these losses had to be taken um, personally right. and professionally, just to be like, all right, you know what? This ain't the place for me, right? Um, and I say all that because I wanted to ask you, why do you think that we wait so long? Why? Why? Like, 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 like it, it, when even when there's options available, we will stay in a situation. Why do you think we do it? I think we have this false sense of security. You know what I mean? Like, we really feel like there's security with these jobs, but it's not. Mm-mm. You know, it's it's not. It's, it, we feel like, you know, 
um, there's a comfort in having a title, right? Because a lot of times we work for this, these titles, like having a title. And it's like, I worked for that title. I can't just give that up. Um, I've been at this place this long. I can't just leave. Uh, same thing, like my medical benefits. Like you think of all this stuff that feels like security, but all it takes is for somebody not to like you to get rid of you. Yeah. You know, like you, your boss could wake up one day and be like, I don't need that person no more. And then you, and then you 10, 15, 20 years is, it means nothing. You know what I mean? So we have this sense of like, we know they don't care, but for some reason we think they can. I, I don't even, I don't even understand it. I mean, it has to be generational. Like it has to be so deep rooted that we can't even explain where it comes from because there's no logical sense in the fact that someone mistreats you on a daily basis and you feel like you have to stay. You're right. It doesn't make sense. You're right. Cause I know for me, it was the false sense of financial stability when mm-hmm. I really thought about it. It's like, there's no financial stability when I work for somebody else. Cause like you said, they can wake up and be like, you know what? We no longer need you. Or as we've seen happen to other companies before, or we can get the same kind of help cheaper by sending your jobs elsewhere. Overseas or, so, or, the, so, or the building shut down, right? right. Like, like all of a sudden they close your, 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 um, your department is closed. They no longer need you for your department or, yeah, you know, like, you say the wrong thing to the wrong person. And, and mm-hmm. now, you know, now you got a whole king of that. <laughs> oh, listen, you know what I mean? And depending on how petty people are. Mm-hmm. Right now, now all of a sudden I'm, I'm, I'm under a microscope because I said something you didn't like, right. or, you know what I mean? Or, or there's something about me that you don't like. So now you're targeting me and it's like, and, and I don't people, have to listen. It's, it's me here. Like right. if I don't like me today, then the only person I got to deal with today is me. <laughs> like, it, it, I, I don't know. And I hope the people that check this, uh, this episode out, I hope you realize that the, the threat at one time was overseas, but now the threat is automation. They're trying to yeah. automate everything. Like anytime everything. you walk into McDonald's and you can order from a damn kiosk, like yeah, they're, no, you're, yeah. you're taking, they're trying to get rid of the working class. It's, it's crazy. It's like yeah. soon everything you do will be automated. I mean, cause I don't know about y'all, but I hate calling certain companies and, having to go through so many different prompts only to speak to somebody that there's a slight language barrier. And by Mm -hmm. then it's like, nah, I can care less about the missing $20 now. Right. I forgot what I called for at this point. I've been on the phone (laughs) four hours Mm -hmm. and and, and everybody Mm -hmm. got those commercials about their company, like the customer services first and everything. But being somebody that worked in customer service, I could tell you that customer service is not first on many of these companies' lists. It's just it's money. cost of doing business. It's and money. Mm-hmm. And I, li- after leaving a job in customer service and having to get, you know, some some therapy and everything, that should be a part of their package straight up. Like that should be something that they push, like they push their 401k. They should put they should push that heavy. <laughs> I mean, the company well, they, I work they, for, the they do. They do. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, like their their leadership doesn't push it because you would think part of part of your leadership is you're you're responsible for these 20 or 30 so individuals. 
Mm-hmm. If you see that somebody's personality is changing, don't you should be aware think that. that they're trying to get out of doing the work. But nobody right. wakes up and be like, yo, I'm going to try to find a new way to bullshit out my job today. Nobody does that. You should really be looking to see, like, what's going on? What's what's the root problem? And offering them. Well, you have to care. You have to care enough, though. That's the, that's the thing. Like, oh, you see, have to I care see. about people. See Jarrell's face. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the reality is a lot of these people that are supervising could care less about people. They, they care more about their position than they do people. So if me trying to help you brings a, a, a negative light on me and then I have to explain some stuff. Oh, I'm not doing that. That's too much work. I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? Okay, and right. It's a shame. <laughs> oh, you got a story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, you ain't no, time no, me no, prop no. to the side. <laughs> he, he like, hold up. Like, yes. <laughs> no, no, no. I just, I just got a theory. My theory is that a, so those school supervisors, typically their job and in their space is the same bullshit that it is for whoever is in the subordinate role, right? And what happens right. is everybody's trying to convince themselves that they're not settling for some bullshit. <laughs> so that supervisor, while that supervisor knows that you're settling for some bullshit, right? They don't want to accept that they're settling for it. So because so because of that, they don't want to identify that, yo, you yo. Sitting in that seat, you really might need to get some help because it's hard to do that job without getting help, right? But if I say right. that, then I'm acknowledging that this is a boom. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Okay. And, and that might come back on me. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm going to do instead is offer you a pizza party, right? You're doing good if you get a pizza party. Some, some they ain't even offering that much. <laughs> Shoot. Hmm. Might get a pen with a logo on it. <laughs> this fool said pizza party, and I know where he's going with that. But you know what? We're gonna let certain things be great because uh, at, at at my former employment, they celebrated anything with pizza and with pizza. Food. Yeah, they they fed you. I mean, how? Well, see, that, I that, like food, so they, they might get me that way. I'll be like, oh, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> It's good the first time around, but when you start seeing these numbers, like they'll tell you, be like, "Oh, we grown, we 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 made such, and such millions, this and that," and then they offer you a slice of pepperoni pizza that's yeah. like lukewarm, and you can't get up from your seat to the microwave to heat it up. Nah. Listen, I stayed there 13 years with that cold pizza. I'm going to tell you, you lying. You eat the pizza and you sit in the chair and you stay there and then you realize, well, damn, why I stay so long? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was hungry. I was, a, I was a little bit. It was right on time with this place. <laughs> I ain't got to spend my lunch money. Right, right. right exactly. Exactly. For some but, but Chantel, let yeah. me ask you up. Uh, what would be your advice to somebody that wants to seek out therapy, but they're having issues about it? Like they're just kind of reluctant. Like they're, they're concerned about what people may think about them going to therapy. Um, I, you know what? I, I think a lot of times people have to realize that it's life or death for you. Right. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we get to a point that we're struggling so bad that it is life or death for you. So who cares what other people think? That's the first thing. You know, um, if I got to say, it, then 
that's what I'm going to do. And you have to get to that point where I know something's not right. I know that I'm not okay. I know that the supports around me are not enough. And it's like, when you get to that point, you have to save yourself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think that like a lot of people are reluctant um, to ask questions, ask questions. A lot of times, like I don't I don't everybody that I'm in contact with, I don't necessarily take on as a client like, I, you know, um, with social media and stuff like that. All these people that you see that have therapist tags and this and that ask a question. So if you got to go in somebody's inbox and be like, you know, like I'm struggling with this. Where do I start? ask ask the question you know if if i'm putting up that i'm a therapist i should have no problem in helping you get the resources that you that you need to get whether they're with me or somebody else and i think that like that's the beginning if you don't with if you don't know something then you research it you ask questions you go online there's too much information out here for us not to be able to to just ask siri or you know or to google it or to call a hotline or you know whatever the case may be but whatever it is you can't continue to keep sitting in in that darkness like that's not okay you know so it, it you just got to take that first step and you know i i think the process sometimes for people is a lot mm-hmm. cuz you know especially now with covid um that's why i have so many people that um work with me because it was so many calls coming in and i'm like you know it got to the point my mom was like, you could just take one more. You could take one more. And it was like, well, listen, we 20 people, one more later. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, I got to bring more people in. So, you know, the process is a little frustrating because sometimes you might have to wait a week or two weeks or three mm-hmm. weeks. Um, but if you've been suffering for 10, 15, 20 years, you could wait two weeks. I mean, if it's life or death and you need to get to a hospital or, you know, it's that bad, then do that. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, okay, I've been maintaining, I'm not in a good place, but you know, I need this help and you can wait two weeks or a month, then, then do that. Um, and then the other thing is finding a good fit. Every person that you're paired with at, at, at first might not be the fit for you. Right. You know what I mean? If, if you're somebody that likes to, to curse and this, that, whatever, and, and you go get paired with somebody that is, is, you know, very religious and it feels like that's disrespectful. Well, that might not be the person for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you might need to find somebody that doesn't mind, you know, uh, letting you be yourself in a session. Some people are not comfortable with, you know, people being themselves and stuff like that. You have to know who you're getting paired with. And I think that makes uh, a, a big difference. A lot of people, once they're paired with somebody, it's like therapy doesn't work because that person didn't work. No, that wasn't the right caring for you. You need to, 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 you might have to try a couple different people. And I know that's frustrating, but if you find a person that can help you change it and switch it all around then shoot, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta make a little sacrifice. And, and I hope people understand that social media is not therapy. Writing oh, your feelings yeah. out on your wall. That's you're entertaining the wrong crowd. And some of the comments that's and it. stuff you're going to, going to send you in the downhill spiral. That's, that's why I was I so- inbox people. Or I, there, there's times that I take a break from social media because sometimes I'll see stuff that people post. I don't even know these people, hmm. and I will inbox them like, "Listen, I understand that you need a place to vent, but I really think that you should get professional help." Because I'm like, it, it's so many predatory people 
right. on social media. And, you know, it's bad enough. You have family and friends that don't want to see you win. And you think that these strangers are going to care like mm-hmm. some do. But you, oh, you got to be so careful what you put online and stuff like that. Like that, that bothers me sometimes. Like I find myself, I'm like, these people probably think I'm crazy. I'm in their inbox. They're like, who the hell is this woman in my inbox telling me to go seek therapy? But it's like, and I just want you to be safe. Especially you know? when it comes to relationships. Like, oh. man, some people go in and I'm like, Yo, you can, y'all can go to count. If you really want to try to salvage what you and this other person have, then trying to go going to counseling together may help maybe that salvage you need but putting something on your wall this and that and then you Oof. know re, reposting these memes and stuff like honestly we see the hurt we see yeah. the hurt we we see yeah. the hurt and you ain't honestly, nobody that hurt you're putting out there it's just entertaining the wrong people like you said predatory there's some yeah. people that will just follow you because they know you full of drama and you you're their entertainment <laughs> until love and hip hop come on. But <laughs> my, or, or it's, some, it's some people that want your mate. So it's like right. as long as I can keep watching you and I can kind of see where you are, I can see how I can slide my way up in there. They, oh they they having problems right now. Let me mm-hmm. let me slide up in there. Let me let me be a little extra nice. And you know you, you listen, you don't know you don't know who's following you. All these friends. I think I got four thousand friends. Four who 4,000 yeah. who? I don't know these people. You know, know what I mean? Like, I don't I know, know who they right. are. So, yeah. you, you know, you just, you have to be careful. You, you have to, you got to protect yourself. You got to protect yourself. Yeah. And a lot of people don't like a lot of people, they open up to the wrong individuals just to get their stuff put out there. But they have to understand that when you go to a licensed therapist, your shit is protected. You know, yeah. you're the, your therapist can't go out and say, oh, I talked to Tucker today and he told me this, this about is what, Erica, yeah. this, 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 and this. That's a yeah. law they're breaking. And that's yeah. that's like like a some sort of, I know the doctor's got the medical oath, but I know you guys have something <laughs> yeah, similar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah confidentiality. Yeah. 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 yeah, my thing is, if, if anything, if there's ever a situation where we're discussing our clients, it's like, we're we're working with someone else in our field to be like, I need to make sure I'm giving them the best advice. Like I need mm-hmm. to make sure I'm taking the right path. It's it's not to be hurtful. It's just like, you know, to to get supervision or something like that. But outside of that, it's like, no, this is this is not a game. It's not like I, I'm I wanna I'm gonna go home and have this conversation mm-hmm. with my family about, you know, what's going on in my clients' lives and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like no, that's not. It's like people ain't watch The Sopranos. You ain't watch how Doctor Melfi had her, as she was going um, to talk to somebody about shit that was going on with Tony. You know, because she did that. Whole, like, am I doing this shit right? You know, I'm sorry. I'm a Sopranos fan. I'm sorry. It's been a while. It's, 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 I'm surprised they ain't try to reboot it like everything else. Oh, yeah. oh they have. They, they got. They got the pre. The prequel. Tony. Yeah, they got the prequel. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know they can't bring it back because he's gone. You know, uh, James James died a few years back, but but yeah, like it's it's mental health in the black community is fucking important, and people need it to stop rushing it to the side. Like it's not for me, and I know us men need to get off these high horses and and, and put our egos aside. Like nigga, you hurting? I'm hurting too. You know, we gotta talk to somebody right. about it. You know the. Right. the the street, the street therapist can't help us. The liquor store can't help us. All them women we run through can't help us. You know, you just continue on a downhill spiral. And unfortunately, sometimes 
people bottom out and they hurt themselves or they hurt others. And we yeah. trying to avoid that. All this can be avoided by you just keeping it 100 with yourself and talking about your, your feelings with a licensed therapist, not one of these yeah. life coaches that's on, you know, social media showing her behind with 30,000 people talking about, I could be your life, life coaches coach. can make a difference too. Don't act like that. No, 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 no. When they life coach, the realtor, I sell you some hair and stuff like oh, that. No. They, they got like 40 different hustles and you don't really see them working. You just see them twerking. It's definitely yeah, different. I, I didn't mean to rhyme that one. <laughs> it's definitely different. But yeah, I mean, it, it's it, when when the black when black men call in. Um, now that's it's funny because I like I, I most of the time I'm not taking on new clients, especially now because I have other therapists. So I try to get into them. But when the black men call in, I'm like, oh, we got to figure this out. Like we gotta because I know it took you a lot mm-hmm. to 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 call in here. So it's like you know what? If I got to take one more, let me. Let me see what I could work out. Um, but it's it's a lot of times like people think like therapy's forever. Like it's not, it doesn't have to be a forever thing. Like it might just be, you know, three to five sessions where you're just like, I just need some guidance. Like a lot of times we know what to do. It's just for some reason we don't do it. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I, 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 for years I knew I should have did this. Okay, well, listen. All right, now you're coming to me and I'm telling you do it. Like, let's let's go ahead. Let's get it done. You know, and let's see what happens. Um, but you, you know, we we got to take um, we got to take that step, and we have to um, start the healing process because a lot of us are dealing with a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? It's not, you know, a lot of times they talk about childhood and this and that, but like, mm-hmm. you know, like childhood relationships, jobs, the kids, just you know, trying to trying to do the right thing. You know, a lot of us are trying to do the right thing, and everything goes wrong, and that kind of like it's just like life is just beating you up. Sometimes you just need a place to be like, I just need to lay this all here with you, so that I can walk out the door and 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 go try to conquer the world again tomorrow. You know, like in real sometimes rap, you need that. COVID fucked a lot of people's worlds up. And oh yeah, it, it you it had to sit with some stuff. Like, you had to sit with some stuff with COVID. Like. It it went from one scale to the other. It went from people that you thought was happily married and stuff like that. Now we together 24-7. Mm. Then you got the ones that thought they was cool being by themselves and stuff because they could hit and miss. Now you by <laughs> yourself. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, wait a oh, minute. Man, you know, shoot, I'm tired of this damn dog and shit. Why are you breathing so hard and shit? You <laughs> know? <laughs> you start start tripping on little shit, you know. So oh, for those that was able to make it out of that, man, shoot. But I know it was definitely hard because I seen some of my friends break down and be like, oh, I don't really like this motherfucker. Yeah. I've been together like 10, 15 Some of years. us don't even like ourselves. Some of us, you had to sit home and work from home and be, it's like, I don't even like this house I'm in. Like, I got to be here mm-hmm. all day. Like, mm-hmm. you saying I got to wake up, I got to go to work, I got to leave from work, then I go into another room. Like, I don't even want to be here. Like, what? You get I like to be in a different building. You, you know get what I happy mean? happy when Amazon knock on the door. You be like, hurry up and oh. get to the door and stuff. Oh, yeah, what's going on? Hey, you know, man. so, so yes, yeah, COVID helped some people realize some things that, that needed. I mean, and this was people that have been in situations for 20, 30 years, all of a sudden mm-hmm. realizing, like, this is not the life I want for myself. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, mm-hmm. it, 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 it opened some eyes. But, but yeah, Chantel, I, 
I can't thank you enough for taking time on this Thursday night to, to talk to me and Jarrell's crazy ass and everything. But real quick, tell people how they could find you. I know you said you not accepting new patients, but you have a whole staff that there may be some openings and everything like that. So I know for the people that can see the video, you see, we had the little ticker at the bottom that has your information on there. But for the people oh, that are going to be on the audio portion, they may want to know how to reach out to you and that stuff like that. So can you let them know? Sure. So um, our website is www.shapingmindstherapy.com. Um, we are also on Facebook. Our page is Shaping Minds Therapy. Our office number is 302-731-1022. And you can always give us a call. Like I said, if we don't have openings or, or we can't help you in the moment, then we'll try to get you the resources you need to get you to someone that does have openings. Um, but, or if you just have questions, you know, you can always go on the website and just type in a, a question and it comes to my email directly. I'll respond to it to kind of lead you in the right direction. Um, but you know, if you, if you need therapy to, the first place to start, you have insurance, call the, the customer service number on the back and ask about services in your area. Um, go online, Google it, go on to some of the therapy, um, uh, groups and things like that on uh, social media. But if you feel like you need help, if you ever had a thought about needing help, just start asking questions. You know, just just ask. And don't be surprised if she she pop up in your inbox because you know posted something on your wall that was a little. I, bit, I try. I, you know, I try to. I know. I'll be, I was like, please don't do ask it to questions, but don't ask Facebook. Like, don't ask the world. Ask directly. Well, you know, my thing is if, if, you know, if you needed IT help, you're not going to go to the the cashier at the grocery store to ask questions. Like you need to go to the professional that can get you in the right direction. So if you're going to ask questions on social media, direct it to the right place. That's all. Make it make sense. And trust that little bit of hype of seeing your numbers go up or whenever you go live the event and stuff like that. That's not positive. That's just motherfuckers that find you entertaining find your misery entertaining because yeah. we know we seen some we have some people that do that like something might happen and they'd be like oh i'm going on i'm going on live to talk about this that's the wrong people to talk to because all you're doing is entertaining people that don't give two fly smashed about you right you need, to, you need to, to like do like Chantel said find those resources and talk to a licensed professional that can help you get past that yeah Cause I ain't gonna lie, I'll look at you live, and I might even throw it on the big screen TV and get some popcorn. And be like, I'm just here for the comments. You know what I mean? <laughs> or, or you got to be strong enough to deal with what comes with it. You know, if you want to put it all out there, then mm -hmm. then you don't don't do it when you're emotionally broken, right? Because that that could completely break you. So if you're strong enough to deal with whatever comes with putting your business out there, that's one thing. But most of us, when we're to that point that we're posting and stuff like that. We're, we're at a weaker point. So that's mm -hmm. not the time to be taking in, like you said, energy, right? Not the time to be taking in all that other energy on top of whatever you're dealing with. And don't be afraid to get therapy for the, the young ones in your life. If you see, you know, your kids is going through something and, you know, the old school way of parenting and just grin and deal with it. We can't deal with that anymore. You may yeah. have to, you know, sit with your kid and your kid may need somebody to vent too. Because unfortunately, a lot of these kids is just, they're all digital. They don't have the in-face friends and people they can talk to. So 
don't be afraid to get your kids some therapy. Ain't you know, save yeah. them now because it's easier to, you know, what they say, it's easier to fix a broken kid than a broken adult. And yeah, that's true. So, that's true. so yeah, so it's therapy out here for almost pretty much everything, whether you have a drinking problem, substance abuse, sexual, uh, your orientation. Mm-hmm. Uh, your relationship, it, it, every it's it's something out here for everybody. There's somebody out here trained. Trust me, no matter what the issue is, somebody's trained, right? To be able to help you with it. I mean, you just gotta hell, trust it. Hell, even if you're not liking yourself because you're like, I can't get rid of this weight or I can't gain this weight, you mm-hmm. can talk to people that can get you into good circles that can help you with that, right? But but you just you're not gonna get the help entertaining Facebook or what they call it Meta now. Call it meta, oh, I can't. Meta or something. I can't. I can't keep up. <laughs> that's how. That's how I know I'm getting like to that to that forty threshold because it's like this is. I can't keep up. It's too much. Mm. It's too many. The only reason I keep up is because this this is what I do. Oh. So, yeah. as we do with every show, we try to come up with a word, and Jarrell, being the spoken word poet he is, uh-huh. usually takes us on a off the dome poem type thing. So Jarrell. Um Oh, what you got? Chantel, would you well, like she- to give him a word that he can do his freestyle poem so we can go ahead and close this episode out? Uh let's go with wellness. Wellness. All right. Good day, good people. Uh, once again I'm G Dash Jones. Thank you to Chantel Latasha for um being on the Board and DE podcast, representing Shaping Minds. By the way, go get your heel on. Check it out. You know. Um, uh, my book is in stores day by day, buying one to willing. So there's that. D-E-X-D-E.net. All right. Now, in the word I was given today is wellness, which is only fitting based on the conversation we were having. So with regards to that, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking people don't realize what it takes to fix themselves or they don't want to recognize the work that it's going to take to heal themselves because they're too afraid of that same judgment to be well. I get it. I can tell. They hope that we can't <laughs> when they post their rant and they say what they've been through and they talk about what they're going through and they t- t- tell it to everybody as if everybody cares when everybody won't go and truthfully to help them, everybody can't. See, people search for wellness and they search to help themselves, but they don't realize that they only come off helpless when they don't actually take the time to put the work in. When they know that their mental health is the subject that they keep on skirting and they know that they're afraid of whatever judgment can come in from them speaking everything that's within. So instead they suppress it. And they don't realize that instead of helping their wellness, they're hurting themselves and they don't realize that everything that they're doing mm, sometimes it's hurtful to be selfish (laughs) because they don't realize that they're only going to take the time out because they don't want everybody to point a finger at them and they don't want to point a finger at the mirror so instead they would rather move in that fear i get it i get it you don't want to shape your own mind you don't want to understand what it takes so you wait and you'll waste your own time because we tend to take too much time to make that move that we need to make. When I say we and I say us, yes, I can speak to the melanin in my skin because I know that that's a generational issue that can come from within. 
So all we're asking is when it comes to wellness, seek some help. And don't be afraid to ask specifically someone who is certified. Where do I begin? Once again, it's your boy G Dash Jones. Uh, Shouts out to Chantel and Sasha. We appreciate you for being with us. Shaping Minds, Board of DE. Take us away. Oh, man. This has been a great episode. I hope you get some out of it, everybody. And as um, always, when we put this up, we'll have uh, all the um, links to contact Chantel and her team and everything. And like she said, she's an open book on her. You know, you go to her website, you can ask a question. If she can't help you, she could definitely guide you into the directions to get the help. And until next time, this is Tuck, Jarrell, and this is Borden DE. As always, be sure to check out the site, www.bordende.com. Social media is Borden DE. And until next time, peace. Thank you, guys. The Borden DE podcast is brought to you by Lindsay Epps Media, LLC.